0: wonderland out there it's crazy hey live stream audience we're glad you're here let's stand together and sing all right let's do it Join our hearts because we have a victory in Jesus Christ. Amen? We know that. Let's sing it out. for us this morning need him to step in we need to lay that at the foot of the
1: cross can we sing this you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good you turn it for good it says that in scripture he does this you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good turn it around you turn
0: Take off! I forgot to tell you that in, in pre-meeting because uh, something crazy happened earlier, and uh, you know we just have too much fun here at the church, and um, I don't know how to explain it. Nathan actually forgot he was working this morning. It was really crazy. He was in uh, Grow Zone doing this, and uh, have you ever seen the Urban hand Cowboy? Hand hand the on. Oh, <laughs> whoa! And he actually fell right there. Are you okay? How's your back? Okay. <laughs> Uh, we don't have to see it again. That was embarrassing enough. Um, so we've just been kicked off the live stream. Give it up for our host this morning. He's also going to be preaching the sermon. Give it up for Nathan Hinkle, everybody. Always laugh well, he makes it appear. Oh,
2: my goodness. Uh, yeah, that was crazy. I, I'm pretty sure I pulled something. So, um, and that was like the slowest, like, m- that was the slowest that thing could go. And I think I fell off in three seconds. So um, that's is a good time. So welcome. We're really glad you're here. If you're watching online with us today, we're glad that you're here with us and joining us as well. We've been um, the last several weeks in a, in a series that we've been calling Shaken. And today, although we are a, a, as a, in this room building towards our Commitment Sunday, next Sunday on November 20th, Today, our children are making their commitments uh, for, for Shaken. They're going to be doing that in their spaces right now. Tonight, at both of our locations, our student ministry, our teenagers are going to be making their commitments for Shaken. So they're doing that today. And so we just want to, I wanted to tell you that so you can remember that, what's happening in the rooms behind us, both here and at our Coleraine campus, and tonight with our teenagers is really powerful. They've been talking about Shaken for the last several weeks, just as we have. And they're asking God, they're expecting God, they're anticipating God um, to do something powerful in them so he'll do something powerful through them. And so I just want to tell you that that's happening today. So let me just pause and pray for them real quick, all right, because we want to we just bless that. Father, I just pray that you'll be with our kids and our teenagers, Father. I pray, Father, that you would do something in them now, that you've been doing something in them now, Father, that prepare their hearts for the things that you want to use in them today. Not later, but today. How you want to move their hearts closer to you and trust and surrender. So God, I pray that you would just be with those leaders, be with our student and children's pastors. God, be with these kids as they take a deeper step of trust toward you today. Bless them, Father, and empower them in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, today we also get to do something very special. Um, we're, every year, at around this time, we affirm new elders here at White Oak that will begin serving next year. Our elders is the group of men that, that lead our church, that encourage our staff, that help me set vision and, and, and pastor this congregation. And so this year, we're, we want to affirm four new guys, and you can see them up here, Joe, Steve, Tom, and Fred, And what we ask every year is that our church body, our family, all right, and that would be those of you who consider yourselves partner in ministry here at White Oak, at least for the last three months, all right, and if you're... Older than eighteen, you're eighteen years old or older. That you can scan this QR code right now, or on the seat backs in front of you. That's going to take you to a page where you can just affirm these guys to serve. And when you do that, when you participate in that, I want to tell you it's it's important because what you're doing when you when you scan that and you're going to come to a page and you just kind of click on the elders, it'll take you to that affirmation form, and you can do that. When you do that, what you're saying is, I believe that this church needs good leaders, and I believe that we need to be led, all right, and, that we, we, and we want to entrust our spiritual growth to the leadership that is here, that's behind me, that's behind Darren, behind Chris, our campus pastor here, and our entire staff, and, and we believe that. We believe that's important, and you get to participate in that as a church family. So if you want to go ahead and take a moment to do that now, please, please do so. If you're a guest with us, I want to welcome you. You've come at a crazy time. I've never been on a mechanical bowl, all right? We're um, affirming elders, and um, so you came at a great time. But if you can scan that same QR code, if you're a guest with us, the same QR code that's on the uh, seat backs in front of you, that's going to take you a page where we just want you to hear a little bit more about White Oak, fill out a connection card, because we want to know that you're here. We want to welcome you in the right way. Chris Emmons, our campus pastor here, just wants to send you a quick email or a text just saying, Hey, we're just super glad that you're here with us. So do that, scan that. We're glad you're here. You can go to the hub afterwards. The hub is out in the middle of the lobby, and that's a place where you can ask any questions. You can say, Hey, I'm a, a first timer. All right, my guest here, and we've got a gift for you as well. Okay, so if you're a guest, make sure you stop by the hub because we want to give that gift to tell you how grateful we are that you're spending your Sunday morning here with us. So with that, Really glad you're here with us to celebrate week four of our series, Shaken. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. We believe that we serve a God who is not done shaking our surroundings and shaking up our lives. White Oak, because of the love and generosity of Jesus flowing out of us, we will see our city and our communities shaken. Hey, I'm back. <laughs> it's a little awkward whenever we have to do that. <laughs> I, I, I've known for a few weeks that I had to do that and this. And like, that's always so weird. And then that was my voice on there, so it's like you just get like overloaded. But um, seriously, we are glad that you're here. Did I already say that like 10 seconds ago? Um, you know what Shaken has been about for these last few weeks, it has been a sermon series. It has been a series that we're in, but what we're doing is we're launching White Oak into a two-year journey, and if you're just joining us, I want to tell you that, that this is more than just a sermon series. This is a journey that we're going on together, and we're asking God to do something very powerfully in us and through us in this season, and we're kicking it off right now. So we have created a guide for your journey, and we've passed that guide book out all all these last three weeks of this journey, but I want to tell you some good news. We've run out of them. We've passed out over a 1,000 of them, and we ran out, all right? So that's a good thing, but um, it's okay because if you go to shakenchurch.com, you can find a digital copy of that guide, and you're going to want to look through it, okay, because it's going to tell you everything. It's going to be a tool for you, and it's also going to be a piece of information for you for what Shaken's all about. Shakenchurch.com, go there. You can find a digital copy of the guide. Every, everything Shaken you can access there, okay? But also for today, because part of that um, Shaken Guide has a page for notes for our sermons. So we have some of these. We have a one-page sheet for those of you who don't have a guide that we want to pass out to you now because we want want to get you every tool possible. So if you just want to put your hand up, if you need one of these because you didn't get a guidebook, we've got some people right here that, that have them. We've printed them just for today with this message on it. So put your hand up, please. Don't be shy, really. Put your hand up. Let them know you want one, and we have them, all right, because you're going to want to take notes for what God wants to say to you next in this journey okay so they've got them back here put your hand up and they'll make sure that they get one in your hands all right so also what we're going to talk about here a little bit later is the commitment card that I said the kids are making their commitments they've got their own commitment card the teens got one that looked a little different yeah go ahead and keep your hands up if you need one Um, and we're going to talk about our commitment card here in just a few minutes so kind of just talk that away for now Here's our big idea for today. So here's where we're going to land, all right, on all of these things that we have to say and do. And there's a spot for it on on your message notes, on page 39 if you have the guide, okay, if you've got the book with you, page 39. This is the big idea for today. We're given boldness so that we can move boldly. Okay, super important, all right, and we'll unpack this, all right? But we are given boldness so that we can move boldly. So our primary goal with Shaken is trusting in God to move inside of our hearts. That's our primary goal. You'll see that at shakenchurch.com. You'll see it in your guide. That 100% of us, it's why our children are talking about it right now these last few weeks. It's why our teenagers are being challenged in some incredible ways over these last few weeks. Because we want 100% of our White Oak Church family engaged in this journey, asking God to stretch us to take steps of trust that we have not taken before. Okay? And that's our primary goal. And church, I'm going to tell you what, it's happening. And the stories we're hearing and the things that we're and the turnout that we're seeing and people engaged in this journey, this is, this is unprecedented. It's going to be amazing. It's, and it already has been amazing. And I can't wait to share with you more of the stories. Our secondary goal for Shaken is trusting God to do something through us. So when God get, and invades your heart and starts molding it towards his sons, all right, you can't help but see God just begin to do things through you. All right? And that's what we're asking God to do. So there's these three bold moves that we're asking God to make through us over these next two years. And the first one we're calling bold impact. Now, this is, on your, this is in your guide. This is on shakenchurch.com. But this is the first Sunday. that I'm just going to run through these with you really quickly, okay? bold impact is that we want over the next two years to continue to fuel our ministry as God has continued to do it over the last 190 years at White Oak, Right? So we, bold impact is we wanna keep doing what God has continued to call us to do in children's ministry, student ministry, our local impact, and our global missions. And we wanna fuel that. We wanna expand that in the places where it makes sense to expand it. We want to equip Our church family, it's part of our vision, is equipping people to do the things that God has called them to do. We want to keep pressing into discipleship, and we want to see new people, one in the name of Jesus. All right? So that's bold impact is over the next two years, we want to continue to fuel that ministry that God's called us to. But here's the second thing, and we're calling it bold hope. Bold hope. All right? Here's a vision that we have because of Shaken, or through Shaken and coming out of Shaken, is we want to partner with other local organizations. Nonprofits, ministry partners, and invite them into our spaces. Now, we're doing that both at our Coleraine location and here, and we've got 12 acres of field that, we're being, that are being used by other organizations here right now too. But as specifically at our Coleraine location, where we have 80,000 square feet of building space that goes relatively unused Monday through Saturday, we want to repurpose those spaces. We want to renovate some of those spaces. We want to begin to say this building, God's given us this tool. And we want to meet needs and bring hope into families in Cincinnati and in Colerain Township specifically, and also here in Ross Township, with the hope of Jesus by saying, how can we leverage our spaces so that we can make bold movements of impact into our city and meet needs in our community? And that's what we want to do. We we have to steward what God has given us well, and that's bold hope. That's the thing that we want to see happen in this initiative. Here's a third thing, bold stewardship. So White Oak leveraged debt a couple of years ago to build this building, and we're, I'm super God that God did that, that he allowed us to do that. But what we want to do is we want to pay down some of the debt on this building, because God's not done using White Oak. I know that, and I pray that you know that. In 190 years, he's not finished. And so I know the stirring in my heart, our elders' heart, and our staff heart is that what's the next thing that God's going to have us do? I don't know. I don't know, but it could be. It could be that we decide to plant churches whether locally or regionally. It could be that we launched a third site of White Oak, not just Coleray, not just Ross, but somewhere else. I don't know, West Hamilton, Oxford, like the possibilities are endless of where God could call us to launch another location to reach more people. But when he affirms that in us, we have to be ready to move. And I will not, we cannot afford to look back and say, well, gosh, we got all this debt and maybe we shouldn't. I mean, so what we wanna do is to God, Move. Help us to pay down this debt. Provide what it's going to take to pay down this debt so that when you tell us to go someplace next, we will obediently step forward and move. And that's bold stewardship. So that's what we're asking God to do. And all of this is coming out of Acts chapter four. We've been in Acts chapter three and four this whole time. Acts chapter four, let me give you a quick um, kind of rundown of what happened. Peter and John were arrested They were preaching the name of Jesus, they healed a man that had been born unable to walk, and they were arrested for preaching the name of Jesus. They are released and they gather with other believers in a home and they begin to pray. And the first prayer is recognizing God is sovereign over everything. And they say that, God, everything we have is yours. But then they continue the prayer in Acts chapter 4, verse 29. If you've got your guidebook, page 39, write that down. That's our main passage for today. Acts 4, 29 through 31. This is what it says, okay? They say, now, Lord, and then you keep going here, it says, stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. So that's the verse that we, that, that I mean, that's the critical verse right there. This bold prayer that these guys prayed, this group of people prayed, that's the heart of Shaken is that we would ask God, just like they did, to move and do the things that only he can do in us and through us so that we take steps of obedient trust, bold steps of faith, and move out to our community in the name of Jesus. That's what we're asking him to do, exactly like he did it then. Now, sometimes I think we think that we are bolder than we really are. I mean, us. So I have a story of boldness to share with you. Well, you can decide if this is bold. I literally just randomly found this online, so it might not even be true, but I don't even care, all right, because it's funny. So this is what it says. So let me read this for you, okay? So when Kankakee, Illinois Sheriff's Office posted a photo of 26-year-old Brandon Conti wanted for DUI on their Facebook page, the day before Halloween, they were hoping for tips of his whereabouts. Instead, they got a comment from Conti himself he says, appalled, he wrote. Where's my costume? So the sheriff's office responded by editing a sailor suit onto Conti's mugshot, complete with a cap that read, Ahoy. And you can see this, all right? Conti responded and said, That's awesome. I'll be there before noon. And he turned himself in and was released on bail later that same day. All right? Now, if that's not boldness, I don't know what is, all right? And he looks good. I mean, he looks pretty good, so, so that's a story, but you can find stories of boldness anywhere you look, but the, the issue is sometimes we think that we're bold, and we're really not, because we feel like that we get a lot of boldness when we're behind the driver's seat of our car, don't we? I mean, you say and, and have mannerisms that are quite bold sometimes, Right? when you're safe behind the wheel of your car and we feel like empowered there don't we All right? um, sometimes at, at the you know on our phone or on the keyboard we 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 feel emboldened right to post things on social media to say certain things or attack certain people or take a stand on something and when we can and when we can just do this or or this on the keyboard we feel powerful we feel emboldened to say something we we feel gutsy we say we say it's gutsy when we lose our tempers or we lash out or we, we say, well, I'm not going to back down, right, when I've been hurt. And we say, oh, man, like that's bold. Or we think, we think sometimes, I think that we get this sense that we live in the boldest culture yet, right, where we feel empowered to, to speak our minds. But I want to submit something to you today, that that's not boldness. That's not boldness. That's self-interest, that's arrogance, and that's cruelty. But it isn't boldness. See, boldness isn't, um, I can do it. Like, just this just, just powerful feeling like, but that's not boldness, Is I can do it. You know, what I believe actual boldness is, actual boldness is admitting that, that I can't do it. I can't do it. Say, I'm only bold. Think about this. Think about this. This is the point of boldness. I'm only bold when something outside of my self interest or my fear empowers me to do something that I would not do on my own. That's boldness. That's boldness. John, who wrote a story of Jesus' life in the New Testament of the Bible, who also was one of Jesus' best friends, he he wrote this account um, for us, this interaction, and that's super important when we talk about boldness and we see what happens then later in Acts chapter 4. So I'm going to ask you to turn to John chapter 14 with me. You can write that down in your guidebook. I would encourage you to do that as well. John 14, we'll start in verse 5. We have Bibles at the hub for you, so if you're a guest with us and you don't have a Bible, We'd love to give one to you. So just go out there later, tell them, hey, I'm new. Can I have a Bible? Sure. They, want, they will put one in your hands. John 14, verse 5, and we're going to go all the way through um, verse 17, okay? Here's what it says. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him, and you have seen him. And Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. And Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip, even after all I have been among you for such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing the work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these Because I am going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Verse 15, if you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you, and he will be with you. I want to point out three things this morning that Jesus does. Three things that I believe that Jesus speaks to. When, when the Holy Spirit of God moves you to boldness, He's going to do three things in you. All right? This is, this, it, these are three things when the Holy Spirit of God moves you in boldness, something from outside of you, in this case, someone who empowers you, three things you're going to see happen. Here's the first one He erodes doubt when you when bolt, when you feel this holy spirit moving through you he erodes doubt now listen thomas and philip both give phrases that you and i have said a hundred times before god show me the way make it clear make it obvious show me what you want me to do show me what you want me to believe Give us proof. That's what they say. Show us proof that everything we read about, not everything that you hear people saying, is true. And the truth is, we all have those doubts. We have, I I would bet that everybody has, we've all said things like that. Every single one of us. We've thought it, we've prayed it, we've said it. We all have doubts. And I want you to notice that Jesus does not tell them that if they really just believed enough that all of their doubts would be eliminated, all of their questions would be answered, if they really just had more faith. He doesn't say that. And Sometimes we get stuck in our faith journeys, we get stuck in a place because you and I believe that we really can't take another step forward in faith until we stop doubting or until we have all of these questions, and man, I know we've all got questions, All right, that, that, that they're all answered, And we really can't move forward until that happens. We get stuck thinking that our doubts, maybe this is you. This is a little bit of a twist on that first one I just said. Maybe you believe that your doubts or your questions disqualify you from taking another step. You want to, but you think, well, I've just got these doubts. I'm just not sure, so maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I can't. And that's why I think many of us, most of us, throughout our faith life, will have one foot in and one foot out, not truly committed, not fully surrendered, because we're not 100% sure. So if we're not 100% sure, we just kind of wait. And the Holy Spirit's work in your life, and you can see that as in Jesus' words, doesn't take away all your doubt. It's not gonna happen. Instead, Jesus says, believe in me. You you see what he says to Philip and Thomas? Believe in me, or at least, get this, believe in the evidence of my work. Well, that's interesting. So there's like, it's like this stair step of like, okay, if you don't believe in me yet, at least look at the evidence and see my movement. So Jesus, I'm going to tell you this right now, will begin to erode your doubt, not take it away completely, but it will begin to crumble bit by bit. He'll chip away at it as the evidence of God's goodness and power begins to work in your life. So here's how you see that to ha- Here's how I see that happening. Because he tells him, obey my commandments. Okay, so listen, church, listen, listen. God's gonna nudge you this season, this season, okay, to serve the poor. And when you do it you'll begin to see him move. Unquestionably. There's going to be something in this season where God's going to to push you toward generosity. He's going to open a door. He's going to nudge you towards being more generous maybe than you ever have before. Now, you can say, I'm not going to do it, and then you can say later, God, I wish you'd show yourself to me. Or... When he shows himself to you by opening a door for you to be more generous than you ever have before, when you do it, you'll begin to see him move in evidence and power in your life. You know where I'm going with this? He's going to compel you to worship. God's going to compel you to surrender something that you've been holding on to. He's going to compel you in this season to reprioritize things in your life. Now, you can turn him down. You can ignore it. You can say no and then later say, God, would you just show me the way? Or when he shows you the way, you can go and you can move. He's going to draw you more and more to his grace. In the next hour at the 1030 service, there's going to be four people baptized here. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And I'm telling you, there's going to be something that happens there where the grace of God and the salvation he offers through Jesus will compel others in the crowd to say, I wonder if I should do that too. See, lack of doubt isn't the measure of faith. And if that's what you thought, let that die here right now. Lack of doubt is not the measure of faith. One preacher said this recently, and it blew my mind a little bit. Your willingness to doubt your doubt and step forward and trust in Jesus, that's the measure of your faith. To doubt your doubt. I don't really know that I believe that the Holy Spirit Really, I mean, really, the Holy Spirit, like this invisible person of God, comes and lives in my heart. I don't know if I believe that. Okay, fine. But can you doubt that doubt? Are you willing to just say, but maybe I'm wrong? I don't really believe that when I start sacrificing things that I want to hold on to, that that's going to make my life better, that I'm going to see God move in some mystical way, in some powerful way, if I were just to surrender more of something and let go and give it to God. I don't really believe that I'm going to see some great blessing from that. That's fine that you don't believe that. But can you, for a moment, doubt that doubt? Maybe you're wrong. And as you begin to doubt your doubt and allow yourself to doubt your doubts and step forward one step at a time toward Jesus, that's when you're going to see the powerful boldness of the Holy Spirit move in your life. But here's the second thing. He's going to start eroding doubt, but here's the second thing. When the spirit of boldness moves in you, he's going to build faith. He builds faith. He builds belief. Now, let me tell you this. This is what Jesus said to Philip and Thomas. He builds belief. Jesus says that you already have, now this seems crazy, you already have right now in your life what you need to know to believe. God's not holding back something from you that he's told all of them. God's not holding back or keeping something hidden from you until you can get your life together. He's not punishing you with pain or tempting you with distraction. It's not how he works. He's not hiding from you because of something you did or something you didn't do. And he's not impatient with your lack of faith. You've never met anybody more patient than your heavenly father. See, where the Spirit says is when you move, okay, listen, when you move, when you, as you are obeying in the process of taking steps of trust, even when you're not sure you do trust, even when you're not even sure you do trust, in the process of taking a step of trust, that's when your belief will unlock power. And boldness from the Holy Spirit. Quit waiting for God to tell some powerful truth to you. Your heavenly father loves you, and he sent his son to die for you. And all you have to do is believe and surrender your life to that. And you'll feel the power of boldness move through you, and you'll live for eternity with him. I have just told you everything you need to know to believe. So I would love for you, I would invite for you um, to take a look at Connor and Sarah's story as they share about where God is taking their faith. Let's go ahead and take a look.
3: I love going to to Tawido. Like our kids, like, it's the best thing in the world when they get up and they're just amped up and like, we're going to church, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, on Tuesday, I can't get them up. You know what I mean?
4: Um, we live in Fairfield and we're looking for a church, had been looking for a church. We were expecting our first child. We kind of wanted to make sure we had a home base, and that I think was kind of when we decided we, we definitely wanted to be a part of the White Oak family. So I think for um, for me, this was an interesting it was interesting timing um, because we had a lot of things kind of rock our worlds. Career wise, um, just different things and moving, you know, shifting roles in careers. Connor, being a business owner, had a lot of personnel shifts and changes and hardships for both of our jobs. We went kind of through it there for a while.
3: I was focused on things that weren't really important or didn't matter. And sometimes you just got to shake you up a little bit so that you can refocus and re a line of where you need to be.
4: We actually kind of found ourselves um, able to kind of talk about it and um, kind of review what we were actually doing, and, and I think it kind of grounded us.
3: I think he's trying to stir some stuff up, and, but I think the shaking part is where it's like, like shaking your eye out of the tree and you go out and do something. You know, like the only way that we can, you know, grow our, relationship with God is by trusting him to do the certain things, even though they may feel uncomfortable, even though they may feel nonsensical, but just to trust him in that moment and then just know he's got your back no matter what.
2: You know, I love um, what Connor said there right at the very end and um, to grow in your relationship with God is to trust him in the things that are uncomfortable or even nonsensical and trust him in that moment and know that he's got your back. Since before the day you were born, your heavenly father has been in process of drawing you to him, making himself known to you so that you would step forward and believe. Here's a third thing. God-given boldness does this as he activates movement. All right? He activates movement. Now, look, look, look in verse 12 here in that same passage in John 14. This is what Jesus' words. He says, Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these. Verse 16, and I will ask the Father, he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. Listen, Jesus died on the cross and he beat death and he wrote, and to give us the power of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, he says, that power of the, God's Holy Spirit is in you and with you. And then he says something, probably the most profound and nonsensical thing that Jesus ever says is, you're going to do greater things than even I have done. Now listen, Jesus' ministry on earth was three years. And yes, he traveled hundreds of miles in three years, touching people, healing people, raising people from the dead. But how many people did he really do that for? We have no idea. Dozens, hundreds, maybe hundreds. But there were lots of people he didn't heal all over the world. There were lots of people he never saw, he never touched. Now think about this. When he says, you're going to do greater things, we individually and collectively as his church, his bride, we have been empowered by his Holy Spirit to touch every corner of the globe, to touch every life of the people that you work with, that you go to school with, that you live near. We have God's power in us to multiply the impact that Jesus did a million fold. That's the power that is stirring inside of every believer right now. Listen, I'll tell you what, my wife and I have along with our church family, we, we are making decisions right now in this season about shaking. And, and particularly as it relates to our generosity and to how we're stepping forward in our generosity. And next weekend is our Commitment Sunday. I told you our kids and students are doing it this weekend. We'll get to celebrate their commitments next week as we step forward and make ours. But I want to tell you what, that I am compelled, like Denise and I are compelled to take deeper steps of trust and surrender, knowing that God has given us a lot of stuff so that we can steward for his kingdom and his impact. But I tell you the thing that, that, that compels me the most when Denise and I sit down and talk about it is looking back at the people that have boldly stepped out in generosity that came before us people that we've never known, when I think about the groundwork that has been laid along the spiritual continuum for me, for me to have a church, for my kids to have been born and raised here, to know that, that there are people, even as I speak and tonight as my t- three teenagers are here, that there are adults in this space speaking life and faith into my kids. None of that would have been possible without the bold movement of generosity and faithfulness of people who came before me. And that's what compels Denise and I to say, God, I know you want us to take us somewhere deeper in our generosity because we have to con- continue to, to fuel and fan this flame. That's what compels me. And next Sunday on Commitment Sunday, I I, I, I say that Denise and I will be here with you and we're gonna be asking God to do the same thing that I pray that you're asking him to do. Do something powerfully in me, Father, so that you'll do something more powerfully through me. And it doesn't matter if you've never given to back to God here at White Oak before or, or maybe you've been giving financially for a long time. Like That doesn't matter because in this, what we're calling a one fund initiative is that over these next two years, every dollar that you and I give back to God it, it, it is a dollar that was going towards Shaken. Whether you've given forever or if you've never given here before, everything that we give together is going up to shaking up our lives What does matter is that each of us is asking God to stretch us and take us to deeper steps of trust as it relates to our generosity. And that's what's happening next weekend. I want you to see something here. In John chapter 14, you see these men crowded around Jesus in fear and doubt and questions. Did you see that in that passage? Go back and look at it afterwards. Fear, doubt, questions. When you fast forward to Acts chapter four, Jesus says in John 14, you're gonna do greater things. Did you see what happens in Acts chapter four? They're praying bold prayers and then they're doing those things that Jesus told them they would do. That's what's unfolding in Acts chapter four. See, Jesus promises that you and I will not be alone in this work that he's called us to in this season. And I'm telling you, church, listen, we think that we're bold. Some of us think that we're bold, but we're not. We need a guide. You and I need a guide to, to, to help us walk through the pain that's in this life, the relationships, the turmoil that you have in your life right now. You need a guide for that. You need a guide to get you through the mess of this life and the hard things and the grief that you and I are experiencing. We need a guide. I'm not bold at all. I need somebody to show me the way. So, you and I think that we live in a bold culture, we feel emboldened by social media. We feel bold to speak our mind. But the truth is, every day, most of us are scrambling, trying to build an identity for ourselves or discover our purpose and what we're really supposed to be doing in this life. You see, we're not bold at all because we have no clue who we are or what we're doing. So we need a father. We need a good father who loves you deeply and is proud of you no matter what. That's what you need. And that's what we've got. So we want to think that we can be bold enough to find our own way out of this mess that is our life. And the truth is that we need a Savior. Because I can't find my way through it, and neither can you. And I can't work my way through it. And I need a Savior who's willing to go to the mat for me, who's willing to go to the cross for me. And shed his blood for me. And show me that he's a God of mercy and grace. And that's what I need, because I'm not bold at all. And then there's a few of us who who say, I know I'm not bold. (laughs) I'm weak. I'm shy. I'm broken. Man, you're not talking to me. I know I'm not bold. Well, you have a heavenly father who thought and still thinks that you're worth dying for. And he's the only way that all of us will find boldness in this life to do the things that are really worth doing at all. We've been given boldness so that we can move boldly. So here's what I want to ask you to do today. Today. Move to him for the first time in baptism. And if you've never made the decision to be baptized and su- su- surrender your life, in to, to, an act of surrender to his grace, he does all the work, to surrender to his, his grace and mercy through baptism, if you've never made that decision, come find me afterwards. I mean, it's, it's here. You can see the steam rolling off of it earlier. It's warm, and it's ready to go. Don't wait. You've been given everything you need to know to believe right now. You already know it. Move and share your story of faith with someone else. Boldly. Boldly, because you've been given Boldness. Move in a bold step of obedience. This week, ask God to do something. Here here it is. Here's it. Ask God to do something through you that will require his boldness, that only he can do. Ask him to do it, and then do it. Pray with me. Father, I thank you for your son who not only gave his life so that I can live, but who gave me an identity as a son of you, Father, your son, whom you love. Empower me, Father, by the power of your spirit to do the things that I'm afraid to do that I don't think I can do, the things that I wouldn't do on my own. Father, by your power, by your power, by your power, make me bold. Amen.
0: Go ahead and take out our communion, and if you're a follower of Jesus, um, it's an opportunity for you to remember his sacrifice on the cross in this communion. It is in the back, uh, near the wall. I want to thank the Smiths uh, for their boldness uh, being on the video, just such an inspirational story there, and um, right now we want to think about um, uh, Jesus Christ and, and his sacrifice for us, and so... Um, Let's go ahead and take out the bread right now. And, and as we eat that together right now, let's remember uh, the cost of the cross. Let's take the juice together. Remember um, his blood flowed. When it comes to boldness, sometimes um, has a lot to do with what we believe about ourselves. And we're going to sing this song right now that I, I love. And um, it's a song that, um, if you are, if you're a Christian, uh, you believe that when you accept Christ, that the definition of who you are has changed. You are not defined by your past. You're not defined by your job. You're not defined by what somebody else says you are. You are defined by who God says you are and you are a child of God you are in his family you are part of his kingdom you are royalty and as we take communion this morning we need to uh, realize that we can have boldness because what he's done for us and uh, we need to remember who we are don't we stand together and sing friends right
1: He brought me in. Oh, he- you
0: can go ahead and be seated this morning, and right now we're going to enter into our time of offering. Go ahead and shoot that up there, uh, Greg. These are ways, uh, you know what, I did, I, I left, yeah, go back to that, Greg, I'm going to reference that. Yeah, I, I, I waited a week too long, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it doesn't look like this. Who expected that? That's crazy. So I don't have my winter graphics up there, sorry. That's what it looked like, you know, two days ago. Anyway, Okay. <laughs> That's the Midwest. Um, So these are your ways you can partner with White Oak. And uh, so check out this video. This is a lot of just, you know, images of of things that are happening in this place. Baptisms and people interacting and just a lot of cool stuff. So as you think about giving, check it out. Right.
5: Lives are being forever changed at White Oak. People are surrendering their lives to Jesus and experiencing the full life that he promises. When you partner with White Oak through giving, you help us to provide environments where people can discover their identity in Jesus, and you help us build and maintain spaces where we can be equipped to love and deployed on mission. Giving reminds us that we trust and rely on our Heavenly Father to care for and meet our needs. When we give, we're being obedient as followers of Jesus, just as we do when we surrender our lives in baptism, participate in communion, or live out any of the instructions we find in scripture. Today, we want to remind you that you have an opportunity to give. You can give to White Oak in a number of ways. If you would like to give electronically, you can go to the wocc.com or download our app and click give. If you're in person and would like to give cash or a check, there are boxes in the back where you can drop those gifts. You can also mail checks to our Cole Rain office. Thank you again for your faithfulness and being a part of White Oak.
2: Thank you so much for fueling ministry and giving back to God what's his anyway and for allowing us to do the things that we get to do here. It's yeah. truly amazing. I tell you, what, what's truly amazing, uh, Friday night, this is past Friday, uh, we had our advanced commitment night for a for, uh, Shaken. And that was just everybody was, anybody was invited to come out and go forward and step forward first. A week before, the rest of us will all go together. Next Sunday, on Commitment Sunday, we will all go together. Um, and, and make our commitments for what God, asking God to shake the space and shake our lives and shake our communities. And, and on Friday night, it was just like a preview for those who wanted to step forward first. And there were 400 people, 400 of our White Oak brothers and sisters. Yeah, it was awesome. It was amazing. Um, 400 people came down to the museum center, and we were in the rotunda, and we and we worshipped, and we heard stories of, of people who are just wrestling with what God's doing in their life during this shaken season, and and then and then 400 people stepped forward first, and it's their commitments, and so I tell you that to encourage you that that God's doing something here, and and, I, and I've sensed it, and I'm specifically sensed it um, as we've come across this Acts chapter four passage a year ago, and been praying about this, um, shaken, and asking God to do the things that only he can do in and through this place, and, and, and I'm seeing, we're seeing him do it, and, and I'll tell you that, that we're part of something very big. Um, when he said you're going to do greater things than, than, than these, um, we, are, we are in the midst of that happening right now, and I share that with you from my heart to yours. And so next Sunday, when we come back here, it's going to be a historic Sunday morning for our church. Uh, be here, be ready, um, and be excited to see what God's doing here on Commitment Sunday next Sunday, this coming on November 20th, all right? So if you're a guest with us, um, I do a reminder, encourage you, head out to the hub afterwards. We have a gift for you. We just want to say thanks for being here. Uh, you came at a great time, a great season. Um, then, a couple weeks, we kick off our Christmas series. And so, we're, this is an exciting season. All right, so we're glad that you're here with us. If there's anything that we can be praying for you about as we talk about these steps of trust and surrender, and certainly God's spirit moving in you in boldness, I know that that stirs things in our hearts. And we just sometimes, He's saying, just pray. And so we'll have people down here in the front. I'll be down here to pray with you. If you want to talk about baptism, man, we would love to talk to you about that too. All right, so we look forward to celebrating Commit Sunday with you next Sunday. Have a fantastic week, and we'll see you soon.